What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 76, where I'll talk about Michigan's two victories this past week in basketball. I will also talk about Michigan State's loss against Rutgers, and I will talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl that just took place. So there's a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. And I really want to start out with Michigan, because earlier this week when I did a podcast, I was talking about how Michigan was a team that was struggling a lot. They couldn't get anything going offensively. They couldn't get anything going defensively. They just got blown out by Penn State. And I brought up the question of, can they make the tournament? And at the time, I said, it's not looking very good. And still at this time, would I predict Michigan to make the tournament? I don't know. Michigan still has to go on a little bit of a run. But if they play how they played these last two games to finish the season, they could very much make the NCAA tournament because this Michigan team is a team that I think a lot of people kind of expected going into this year, at least earlier on in the year, if not at all. I think this Michigan team is a team that's playing some great offense. I think it's led by... The three main guys, Kobe Bufkin, Hunter Dickinson, Jet Howard. But they've also been getting a lot of really good minutes from the bench. And I think that's one of the things that Michigan really kind of struggled on the majority of the season. Michigan wasn't getting very many points off the bench. They weren't getting very much production on either end from the bench other than Will Cheddar. And now Will's not playing very much, but you have players like Joey Baker starting to play well. You also, I know he's not a bench player, but Doug McDaniel's starting to hit some shots. He's starting to hit some threes. Kobe Bufkin's starting to improve. Now, Terrace Reed is the one place that's kind of a question mark as right now, just not because of his talent, but because of his issues with fouls, especially in today's game. He had four fouls in four minutes. If Hunter Dickinson is in foul trouble in any game and you have to play Terrace Reed for extended minutes, if he can't get this foul issue solved, then that's really going to put Michigan behind the eight ball a little bit. Now, if I would have said that earlier on in the season, I would have said that's a loss for Michigan. I don't necessarily believe that right now because Michigan's having a better three-point shooting percentage. They're having Joey Baker hit threes. They're having Kobe Bufkin step up. Duck McDaniels is starting to hit threes. He's even starting to play his other son, Jace Howard, more. Michigan is doing the little things better, and that's showing. And if Michigan continues to do that, they have Nebraska, they have Indiana, they have Wisconsin. Michigan should beat Nebraska on Wednesday. Now, Indiana will be a tough test for Michigan just because Indiana has kind of gotten it going a little bit, especially after their big win over number one in the country, Purdue. But Michigan, if they can rattle off a couple of wins here, let's say win half or maybe five of the next eight games, yeah, they have a chance, depending on what they do in the Big Ten tournament. But they definitely have a chance, and I think today definitely showed that because Michigan played extremely well against Ohio State today. Ohio State 
did not have any answer for Hunter Dickinson on the inside. Kobe Bufkin, again, had a really great game. Kobe Bufkin is going to be a star player for Michigan here really soon, and he's starting around into that form. Jet Howard had 16 points. He just makes shots. He just makes plays, and he's continuing to do that over and over, and if he, if he has a shot, an open shot, coming off of a ball screen, especially a three-point shot, it's going to go in, I feel like, majority of the time. And while he didn't shoot great from the three, he still had 16 points. And Ohio State is in deep, deep trouble right now. They have lost, I believe, eight of the last nine games. Ohio State has issues. They can't score on the inside. Sensabaugh is kind of the only player that has really recently stepped up. Now, Thornton did that as well, but he had recently struggled. Suing did all right today with 14 points. But outside of Suing, Thornton, and Sensabaugh, they didn't get very much production at all. And Ohio State's on a downward spiral right now. And this, if you're an Ohio State fan listening in, this probably won't make you happy, but Michigan kind of owns you right now in sports, especially the big sports in football, basketball, even hockey, honestly. I know hockey isn't one of the bigger sports in this state, but right now, Michigan's getting the better of you. And if this is a rivalry, you got to start getting some wins, and they have, they're going to have another chance next year in football and of course they're gonna have another chance in basketball next year as well but this is the one game that you're going to play Michigan this year and you lost by eight to Chrysler so yeah Michigan's just overall playing much better much better communication big threes playing extremely well getting some really good minutes off the bench Michigan's in a really good position that while they're scheduled does get a little tougher after Nebraska. They have a good chance if they can get a couple of these wins that they can sneak into the NCAA tournament. I say they have to get to 17, 18 wins. So I say they have to win four out of their next six, which won't be easy, but is definitely a possibility. Now let's go over on the other side, and it is a loss for Michigan State against Rutgers. While this isn't necessarily a horrible loss, because I think Rutgers is a pretty good team, this is a loss that I thought Michigan State should have won. I think there's been several games this year that Michigan State has led with about eight minutes left to go, and they blew it. That's just kind of what the t this team does, and for two-thirds of the season so far, until last, like, Illinois, Purdue, Rutgers, one of the things I talked about is that this was a fun, enjoyable, gritty team, and we're not really seeing that right now. Now, is that because Malik Hall got injured and he's slowly working his way back? Is that because A.J. Hogard is starting to really struggle? This was A.J. Hogard's worst game this year, and he's had some bad games. He's really struggled. When he gets tired on the defensive end, he's lazadaisical. On the offensive end, he didn't really do much. Now, there was a couple 
times where there should have been a foul called for an N1 opportunity. But A.J. Hogarth just not playing very well right now. And if you're Michigan State, you can't really afford that because Michigan State has a big three, maybe four, that have to play every single night well. If they do, they can beat a majority of the teams. But A.J. Hogarth is one of them. Another thing about this game that kind of upset me is that Tyson Walker did not get enough shots. He was the only guy on Michigan State that was really shooting the ball extremely well, that was seeing the ball go through the basket. And while they did have Caleb McConnell on him, which is probably one of the best defense men in the whole Big Ten, Tyson Walker needed more shots, and he hit them whenever he got it. He had 12 points, and again, it's just kind of this Michigan State team we've seen over and over for the last couple of weeks. They have a chance to beat almost any team that they play. But if they don't get consistent performances from their big players, then Michigan State has an issue. Joey Hauser, I thought he played all right. I wasn't spectacular, but overall, I thought he played all right. He had 10 points. He didn't hit a three. He went four for 11 from the field. He wasn't an issue. Malik Hall struggled mightily at four points, one for nine from the field. He had 13 rebounds, though. At least he's giving effort there. Michigan State needs to find consistency. And I don't know if they can do that with Matty Sissoko on the court, honestly. Matty Sissoko on the court from what he was his first few games to right now, dramatic difference. Michigan State has an issue, and it's a huge issue, and it's one that I've kind of brought up in the past, but I'm addressing it again. Michigan State, when Matty Sissoko isn't rebounding, when he isn't scoring, they probably give up over the other play, other teams' big men's averaging points. The other big men have a career day against Michigan State. I'm not asking Matty Sissoko to score 10 points a game. That's not happening. He might get that one game out of the next five, six. What I'm asking for is don't let the other guy go for 30 points. And it just doesn't happen. And I know heading into the season, a lot of people were frustrated, and myself included, they didn't go get a big man. Now, with that being said, do I trust Izzo in that plan? Yeah, I absolutely do. I trust Izzo in what he's doing, but right now it's hurting Michigan State. So should Michigan State make a change to the starting lineup? I think there has to be a real conversation about that right now. I think Jackson Kohler should have a chance to play some big minutes. Now, defensively, is he going to stop the other guy consistently? No, he's just not. That's not his game. Offensively, is he going to give you a lot more? Is he going to spread the floor a little bit more? Is he going to give players like Joey Hauser, Malik Hall, Jane Aiken, Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogarden more room to move around? Yeah, absolutely, because he's a threat. He has at least a little bit of an offensive threat. And right now, Mai Sissoko does not have that. 
He plays 19 minutes, two points. Sorry, 19 minutes, five points, five rebounds. Has to be better. And Michigan State has to play better. Michigan State plays Maryland on Tuesday. If Michigan State loses that game, that's really when the conversations of possible bubble comes up for me, to be completely honest with you. Right now, I think Michigan State's fine. Now, does that mean Michigan State fans won't sweat a little bit when it comes to March Madness selection show? No, that doesn't mean they won't sweat a little bit. I think Michigan State still makes the tournament right now. Just because of their schedule that they have coming up, I think Michigan State will get it right. They get it right more than not under Tom Izzo. If they lose to Maryland on Tuesday, that's when you start worrying about pressing the panic button to me. Because you cannot lose to Maryland at home on Tuesday. You just can't. Maryland is not a better team than you, in my opinion. You're at home at 9 o'clock at night in the middle of the week. You take care of your own business at that time if you want to make March. Now, if they lose that game, do I say Michigan State won't make March? No, I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying you got to get things figured out. And if you win that game, no matter how you win that game, even if it's close, it's a win. Michigan State, right now, they have 14 wins. You have to figure out how to get to 18. If you get to 18, I think you're comfortably in if you're Michigan State. I think 17 18 is about the point where Big Ten teams need to get to just because of how good the Big Ten is, or at least just because of how many teams are kind of piled into the middle. But if you get to 17 18 games, I think Michigan State will be perfectly fine. Now, is that okay if you're a Michigan State fan? And I think that's one that you have to ask yourself. For me, it's hard to answer that question. Just because I want the streak to continue, but I think Michigan State has certain levels of expectations. So I'll be thrilled if the streak continues because that is huge. But Michigan State, it's been a while since you've even gotten to the Sweet 16. Michigan State has to do something this year. Now, will they make a run? I don't know. They will probably win their first game and lose the second game in the tournament, which has been happening recently. That just makes next year that much more important for Michigan State basketball. But Michigan State needs to get right. Michigan is starting to do that. Michigan is starting to play better. Michigan State is not. And with eight games left to go, you still have all of February to get right. We have seen Michigan State teams do that year in and year out in the past. We have seen Michigan State teams in the last few years struggle to get into March. So it just depend on which Michigan State team shows up. Is A.J. Hogard going to show up? Is Tyson Walker going to show up? Is Michigan State going to start attacking the basket instead of waiting and settling for long twos because that's what Michigan State's been doing all year. And you know what? I'm someone that gets frustrated by the refs. I don't think the Big Ten refs are very good at all for any game. 
but you got to do a better job of attacking the basket. Refs got to do a better job of calling the fouls. There's some egregious missed calls all around the country, not just in the Big Ten, but the Big Ten has a big issue as well. Michigan State just needs to start playing better, and it starts with Tuesday and next Sunday against Ohio State. So they have two big games this week. Michigan got two big wins this week. They got their game against Nebraska on Wednesday, and then their game on Saturday against Indiana. I do think Michigan beats Nebraska. I think Saturday is going to be the real kind of test for Michigan. If Michigan can beat this Indiana team at Chrysler, I definitely do think they're a legitimate chance that they can make a run and get into March just because of how good Trace Jackson Davis is playing, just because of how good Indiana's been playing offensively and defensively as well. They're just getting hot at the right time. So, yeah, big opportunities for both teams coming up this week as well. Two last things I really want to talk about. One is a big opportunity and big episode that's coming up later this week. I'll talk a little bit about that to end, but a little bit of a teaser. Won't won't say who it is, but it will be an interview. So that will be releasing Wednesday or Thursday. So have your notifications on. It's a really great interview. I had a lot of fun talking with him. He's a great player. He is someone that I really enjoy talking to, and I think you'll have a lot of fun talking to, to and listening to as well. So tune out for that. Now, the last thing I really want to talk about is the Pro Bowl, especially because the Lions had four players in the Pro Bowl, Jared Goff, Amira St. Brown, Taylor Decker, and Penny Sewell. Overall, I thought the Pro Bowl was pretty fun this year. I liked kind of like the games that they're played. I like the dodgeball. I actually kind of enjoy the flag football. I thought it was pretty fun. Now, I know some people didn't like it, especially some players that said specifically, hey, I don't like this. This is stupid, a.k.a. Josh Jacobs. But overall, I thought it was pretty fun. I thought it was extremely competitive as well. You could see how the game ended that the players actually met and were competitive. I thought it was better than what the Pro Bowl has been in the last few years because while the Pro Bowl has been tackle football in the past, for the last like five, six years, no one's really cared. No one's really tackled extremely hard. There were several times where people just ran through arm tackles. No one gave an, gave an effort. So yeah, I thought it was entertaining. Amara St. Brown won the best catch as well. Jared Goff was very good with the precision throwing. He was not very good at all during the flag football. Penny Sewell was really funny because he literally ran through a brick wall. That was pretty funny as well. And then Taylor Decker, he did all right. He had fun. That's all that matters at that point. But overall, I thought the Pro Bowl was fun. Later this week, you got the Super Bowl coming up as well. You got the Chiefs-Eagles. Talk about that game a little later on as well. But yeah, that's kind of just what happened with sports around the state of Michigan recently. Pistons did get a win. 
against the Hornets a few nights ago. So they are not number one overall pick right now, which is a lottery though, so they can get that. That's my goal is that they get the number one overall pick, but we'll see when that time comes. Red Wings, you had the NHL All-Star game, All-Star weekend. Dylan Larkin did not win the fastest skater when he's won in the past. He did score, I believe, five goals this past weekend, which was a huge performance for him. He scored a hat-trick as well in the game, which was great. I definitely think Detroit should keep Dylan Larkin around. Now, knowing CVY, he won't really budge, and we've seen in the past where he hasn't budged for a really great player. They decided to go into free agency, and then they decided to end up coming back and signing a deal with Detroit. Anyways, and that could ha- and that could happen with Dylan Larkin. We will see, but Dylan Larkin overall had a great game. So yeah, lots going on around the state of Michigan. Lots going around in sports in general. So yeah, definitely tune out for that episode later this week. That will be the next episode dropped. So I'm expecting probably Wednesday or Thursday. So yeah, tune in for that episode. There will be another episode later this week talking about the Michigan State-Michigan games that happened and the Super Bowl preview as well. So, yeah, thank you again for tuning in to episode number 76. We're getting closer to 124 episodes to go. Still trying to get some fun things planned ahead, so tune in for that. So, yeah, thank you again for tuning in, and have a great week.